What is up, Miami? Whenever it is you're listening to the new Miami podcast, this week's episode is brought to you by Frickin' Nutrition. Are you looking to get in shape, gain strength, or improve your general health? Well, Frickin' Nutrition is here to help you tackle your biggest goals. Nutrition coach Javier Milian takes a science-based approach to structure a fully customized program that will work for you. Why spend weeks, months, or years trying to figure out the latest fad diets, hoping to get results when you can get proven results with a program that puts you at the heart of it. For more information, you can email Javi at nutrition at frickincrossfit.com and follow him on all social media at frickinnutrition as frickin as an F-R-E-A-K-I-N. The 0-1 pitch. A liner. Puts up the three. Won't go. Rebound Bosch. Back out to Allen. His three-pointer. Bang! Slant. Landry on the run. Look out. Jarvis Landry. 40. 30. Landry beats Pryor. Landry touchdown Miami. Just a yoke on the doorstep. Sets up Yandel over to Marchessault. Let's go, baby! Live from Miami, Florida. Welcome to the new Miami podcast. With your hosts, Alan Duarte and LJ De La Hera. Miami, what is up, ladies and gentlemen? That's right, it's Wednesday. That means it's time for a new episode of the new Miami podcast. And I am your host, as, I, as I'm here every single week, Alan Duarte. Joined across the table from me here at the new Miami podcast studios, my co-host, your co-host, the co-host of The People, LJ De La Hera. Hey, you know I, I gotta I gotta have like an intro, like I gotta have like a like a we have boom. we have an intro that goes into the show. No, but like you like say like oh I you know I'm the 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 host of the new Miami po-. and I gotta like I gotta like have something like like I can't just be like hey guys it's LJ like I gotta have like a little so something more hype. Let's try it out. What would you say? I don't. That's the thing. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's a gr- like that's I, I really don't that's know. That's because for the last hour and a half that we've been prepping for the show, doesn't matter. You, you, LJ is it's back. Gonna, LJ is back on the CrossFit tip, and yeah. he's been searching crap about the CrossFit Open this yeah. entire hour and a half rather than prepping. I hope you have your three guys for the NFL Combine. Yeah. You ready for the show, LJ? I'm ready for the show. All right, um, LJ is ready for the show. I'm ready for the show. I hope you are too. This is episode 42, 42 of the New Miami Podcast. If you're listening, if this, if you're listening, if you've been listening for a while, then you already know where to find us on social media at the New Money Pod. Um, you can follow myself at Alan M Duarte LJ. Where can they follow you at? At LJ underscore De La Hera. And since you're already listening to the podcast, you know one of our platforms. Um, but you can listen to us each and every single Wednesday on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Overcast, and Google Play. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, leave a review. Let us know what you think of the show, what can be better, um, and what you want to hear every single week here on the show. And quite the show we have planned for you guys today. Huge day yesterday in South Florida sports. I think yesterday made the show. I previewed it in the morning minute. If you guys haven't checked out the morning minute, check it out every single weekday morning on the Instagram at New Miami Pod. I, I said it was a beautiful day for South Florida sports because you had the Panthers in action, you had the Heat in action, you had the Canes in action, and boy, was it an action-packed night. Um, so we'll talk about that in today's show. We were supposed to have Nick the Foodie on today's show, talking about the Wine and Food Festival, giving us his takes on it, and a new hot plate. 
I don't know if that's still going to happen because I might have texted him a little too late. He might have been asleep. He has a kid now. Um, so hopefully we can get him tomorrow right before I release this episode. So if it happens, he's saying this now, but if magically on this podcast, Nick just shows up, you know that <laughs> it was done last minute. I, I want to be him. transparent. I want to be transparent <laughs> with the listeners. So we may or may not have Nick on the show. I hope we do. And then we'll be talking some NFL Combine as it starts this week. But that's something that now our listeners can like look forward to. Like it's a surprise. Like at exactly. the end. It's like, you know, the, the Marvel movies, like <laughs> yeah. you, you always have to watch the credits because there's always a snippet after the credits. So like now you guys have to listen to it point. to the end. I mean, I mean, it's not going to be at the end. It's gonna, I'm going to put it in where it's or somewhere. To it in. Exactly. But uh, yeah, great show plan. And before we get into the weekend headlines, LJ, anything on your mind from the weekend? Um, in sense of what, like my life? No, good. It's okay. Well, no, those are those are a lot of like good. I need what's on your mind right now. What what's been bothering you? Anything right now? Oh, bothering and me? You want to air it out to the people? Well, did you did you? I mean, it's not really the weekend, but did you see that they they ruled uh, Des Bryant's catch I did a see catch? That. I did. See God, that. my God, I mean, Jesus! It, it, I remember that I, catch. I, I feel for the for the Cowboy fans. Jesus, they would. Hey, I'm telling you, they would have gone to the Super Bowl that year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. They would have. Who won the Super Bowl that year? I know Green Bay lost in the... Was, was it the Seahawks that won? Was it Seahawks-Patriots? I think it was. It was three years ago, right? It was three years ago. No, it wasn't Seahawks. Was it Seahawks? Three years ago? No. It might have been. It might have been or, or it might have been the, the year that the interception happened at the goal line with the Seahawks and the Patriots. Yeah, it was. Oh, my. Whatever it, happened, yeah. It was. It was. I, I, I did see that. That, that. that does suck for Cowboys fans, but... Whatever. No, 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 three years ago was uh was in Denver, um Carolina. No, no, Carolina didn't beat Green Bay. I don't remember. in the NFC. I don't remember. No, no, no. but they did rule a catch. Um, and you know it hasn't been a good week for Cowboys for the Cowboys. Uh, Jerry Jones getting fined millions. Yep, I think it was about like two million dollars for uh his comments and going against the NFL like an idiot. Um, Roger Goodell finally grew a pair. Glad to see that. He, he's he's been uh very active this offseason, and I kind of like it. I like this side of Goodell. I mean, I haven't really seen that that big of a change. I mean, but look, I, listen, I, it, it, it's nice to see him trying to make make the changes necessary yeah. for the NFL. He's try, trying to tie up some loose ends, taking taking a page out of the NBA's book. There you go, the NBA, like which is a f- bunch of pansies. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, you said it. I mean, Zaza Pachulia, Zaza. Well, that's funny. You want to talk about that? Zaza's back. <laughs> Zara needs to be out of the league, bro. bro. How do they not? How do they not find him? It was so obvious. I don't understand. Man. Like I don't who want, falls like, like that? You're, you're, you're an idiot. <laughs> like, like KD says Zaza's clumsy. Yes, Zaza, Zaza Pachulia looks like a clumsy, clumsy kid. Mm-hmm. Like when he was little growing up, he was that kid always tripping over the playground, always falling off the slide. Didn't know how to how to climb stairs or tie his shoes and trip over his shoelaces. Exactly. That's Zaza. Yeah. And it, it's just it's ridiculous. yeah. He's in the NBA. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, but let's go ahead. Let's get into your weekend headlines. Weekend headlines. Open up your weekend headlines. We're going to start with like the like small news first and build up in this show. Okay. Um, we're going to start with the Marlins. Baseball nice. season is uh, underway. Underway. Uh, with spring training. The Marlins are off to a decent start. I think they're like 3-1-1. One, and one. They tied the Nationals yesterday. Yeah, um, they did. But as we know, spring training means jack. What is spring training? Chet. Chet. It means Jack Chet. Chet. But uh, the Marlins are hitting the crap out of the ball and putting runs on the board, which is, which is nice to see. Um, I saw a picture of starting Castro um, smiling 
Maybe that might be wow. the only time he smiles all season. Wow. And uh, supposedly JT Ramuto is having a spring training, so hopefully that builds his trade value and we can get something nice for him. Yeah. Because, you know, neither of them want to be there. Um, but it's nice to see them putting runs on the board. But again, spring training means nothing. Um, opening day is fastly approaching. It's about a month away. Um, it's set for Thursday, March 29th versus the Cubs at Marlins Park. Um, should be exciting, at least for that one game. I think that might be like the only game I'll go to. It's a Thursday. You probably work. Uh, actually, you know the funny thing is? I'm pulling up my schedule right now. <laughs> what, is it, what is it? March? It's Thursday the 29th. March 29th. I'm good to go. I'm good to go. Maybe, I, maybe I'll work from home that day. There you go. Calling sick. Yeah. And that'll be the only Marlins game I go to all season. Yeah. Unless we play. We, I, I keep I ask this. I swear to God, like every. We play the Yankees or the Red Sox, one of them. Okay. Maybe. If we play the Red Sox, then. Uh, if we play the Yankees, I'd still go. Yeah, I'd still go to the Yankees. Oh, yeah. The homecoming, that's going to be a huge, that's going to be a packed, yeah, sold out game. It would be. It would be. Um, yeah, because there's a lot of Yankees fans down here as well. Yeah. Um, the MLBPA, the Players Association of Major League Baseball, filed a grievance against four teams, one of them being the Marlins, the rest being the A's, Pirates, and um, the Rays, for failing to spend revenue sharing money in compliance with the, with the league's collective bargaining agreement. Basically, the teams are required to spend their revenue sharing money um, to improve the on-field product, a.k.a. sign players to your team. And um, according to the terms... Um, they're supposed to do there's there's according to the terms they're not technically supposed to do that through the payroll. Mm-hmm. So they don't really have much on these teams. Um the Marlins did out of those four teams did have the largest cut by over half. So the, the other three teams had about a thirty million dollar payroll cut. The Marlins had a sixty five point one. Wait, so so let me get this straight. Let me let me see if I'm 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 getting this right. So basically they're gonna get sued or fined or whatever it may be, whatever it is. The, the players association is is accusing the the Marlins of, you know, there's there's revenue sharing money. So yeah. the, every single team shares revenue that, that MLB makes. Okay, and they're not using that money to improve the on field product according to the players association. Okay, and they but by doing that they'd have to sign. No, but according to the collective bargaining agreement, um, they're not necessarily you know, they don't have to you do that by the payroll so they don't have to do that by signing big names oh, okay it, it's just a confusing thing just stuff i brought to the news mm. um oh, I, right. I don't think we'll hear much of it um in the future and uh but we're gonna stick on the diamond as the hurricanes baseball team hurricanes baseball season is underway they are currently three and four as they head into tonight's game versus fau in boca they were almost swept this weekend by the Gators. The Gators are number one in the country. They are really, really good. Um, and this, this Hurricanes team is is really young. Um, I do hope to get out to the game, maybe one or two, because college baseball is exciting to me. Yeah, I'll go just for this, the milkshakes. I'll, I, I'll probably go for the FSU-Miami game. That'll be, that'll be a good yeah. game. FSU's 8-0 on the year. There you go. They haven't played are, they, are they ranked? I don't even know, actually. Um, Miami was ranked 24th. Uh, wow. But FSU hasn't played a huge name yet. They haven't played a Florida yet. So we'll see. Hurricanes basketball, though. There you go. From not exciting to really exciting. Um, huge win last night. I think you need to put a little bit more emphasis on the huge. Huge win last night over the ninth-ranked North Carolina Tar Heels in Chapel Hill. Yep. Sold out crowd. Sold out. On a Tuesday night. Tuesday night. My dog, Chris Likes. He's my height. 5'7". Loving it. On a good day. 
put the team on his back with 18 points. And then Jaquan Newton hits the shot of his career as time expires. If you think about it, he actually hit the last three shots. Because he did career. have those free throws. Those free throws. And he's a 60% free throw shooter. Yeah. And we, me and Alan watch this and we're like, oh my God, this guy's going to miss one. <laughs> this guy's going to miss one. I mean, luckily he did it because yeah. that allowed... I mean, North Carolina hit the shot. I mean, it wouldn't have mattered, actually. Because North Carolina yeah. hit the shot. They tied it up. Four seconds left. Jaquan Newton inbounds the ball. And he, you knew he was from the second he grabbed the ball that this shot was mine. He took it from about, I want to say, 10 feet in front of the, the, the three-point line. Yeah. Yeah. And nailed it. So, I mean, like... Swish, Wet. and it was, it was a. If you look at the replay, it was a nice it, little it was, shot. He was like floating in there, like, huge nice. shot by Jaquan Newton. They upset number nine ranked Tart. He was improved to twenty one and eight on the season, ten and seven in the ACC. They'll ha- they'll close out their regular season Saturday at home versus the Hokies of Virginia Tech at twelve p.m. at the Watsco Center. That means ACC tournament is coming up Ooh, next. That's next week. Um, yes. Basically, a, good, a big game for us. Basically, for you, for those of you that aren't college basketball, huge college basketball fans, the way it works, the way you qualify for the NCAA tournament for March Madness is either you win your conference tournament and you get the automatic bid, which if my if Hurricanes, they're, I want to say, eighth or seventh in the ACC right now, they win, they automatically get into the um, NCAA tournament. If they don't win, they have to pray, cross their fingers, hope to die for an at-large bid, which right now that it's... Being reported or projected for the ACC to have nine total teams. Dang. So if if it's, it, it's looking good for the Canes, they mm-hmm. have they got to win out and they got to have a nice showing at the ACC tournament. Which again, anything can happen as you, as you saw tonight in Chapel Hill. They upset a very good North Carolina Tar Heels team. Yeah. Sticking on the hardwood, huge win. Jesus, for the Miami Heat. Um, newly appointed mayor Francis Suarez of City Miami gave his city, uh, state of city, state of city address this week, um, mentioning something about Miami pursuing um, to be Amazon's second headquarters. Um, oh, wrong mayor. I got it. The mayor of Wade County gave his state of the city address last night, um, letting the world know that Miami was still his house. Oh, I like what you did there, D Wade. Sized up. He 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 didn't just he didn't just just pull up. He sized up Ben Simmons. Hey Ben Simmons, let's go. Go hop back with your kangaroo in Australia, brother. Cause I got this one. I got this one. He's a rook. Come on, rook. Put the ball in deep. Get first of all, get the ball out of Goran Dragic's hands in the final seconds of a game. Cause that man, he looks scared, and I don't trust him with the ball. Put the hand in D Wade's hands. Put the ball in D Wade's hands. Cause. Size up Ben Simmons, hits the game winner in last night's 102-101 win over the Sixers. Finally, we beat the Sixers this year. Hey, that was ice. Ice in this man's veins. Ice in the veins. Uh, 27 points on 10 of, six, 10 of 16 shooting, 15 in the fourth quarter. 15. 15. That's clutch. Put the team on my back, though. That's clutch. Put the team on my back, though. So whoever says Wade ain't clutch, Wade is no, clutch. Wade, Wade, Wade is clutch. Clutch. Wade is old. Better oh, Wade is clutch. Hoy. 2006 Wade came out tonight <laughs> with that shot. I wonder how long till we see him again. 
Bro, he's gonna, he's, go, he's gonna go back into hibernation to like play. Oh, he, tomorrow he's gonna wake up a little sore. He's gonna be really sore. <laughs> he's gonna um, have to go to DBC. But it was worth it as the Heat improved to 32 and 29 on the season. They gain one game on the Sixers, which means they pull within one of the seven seed, like so the Sixers, and three games within that four seed with the Wizards. So there you, go. you got what, maybe 12 games left, I think, on the season or something like that. Mm-hmm. 13. And we do play the Sixers one more time. We do at home. Um, so plenty of time and plenty of room to get anywhere between that fourth and eighth seed, yeah. which can change drastically I mean, who you play. Mm-hmm. That can change your playoff picture. So um, that's great for the Heat. Two in a row, um, they'll welcome the Lake Show, the new Lake Show with uh, Isaiah Thomas, who have won three in a row on Thursday. And then they'll um, also be at home Saturday and Monday as they close out this, was it, five-game homestand? Is Thursday a, a TNT game? I'm, I don't think so. No? No, I don't I don't, I don't think so. Um we don't have too many of those nowadays. Yeah. But uh, they they are closing out a five-game homestand. Another team that's home for a while is the Panthers. Yeah. Another huge win. I'm telling you, it was a phenomenal day in South Florida sports. Oh, yeah. The Panthers, spectacular night. T- taking down your Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. Your what, hashtag fake what, fan. One of my teams. One of your many teams. Huge game. And, 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 you know, we, we, we went from the Heat game. Then we changed the channel to the Panthers game. It was an overtime. Mm-hmm. Um, a few scares. Big saves. A few scares. A few scares and a few <laughs> opportunities for us as well. That we didn't, that that we we didn't make the most like, of. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a little nerve-wracking uh, overtime. And uh, Luongo did play big. Huge save by Luongo. Um, Jared McCann with the game-winning goal as we took down the Toronto Maple Leafs 3-2 to two in overtime. That's three straight for the Cats. Mm-hmm. We went on... Oh, was it? We, we won th- I want to say we won three straight on the away trip. We, we, we went four and two on the away trip, yeah. which was huge. We came back um, for this homestand. We are undefeated on the homestand. We do against, have three, against great against teams. Great teams. Was top top to 20. It was. Top 15, I know it was the Penguins on Saturday. It was Caps on Thursday. Caps, Penguins, Penguins and, and the Maple Leafs today. Maple Leafs, yeah. All teams are right now looking to get into the playoffs. Or in No, basically in the playoffs. Yeah. And, and we are, that's three straight for us. And that we are now within five points of that final wild card spot in the Eastern Conference. We 20, coming. 29, 25, and 6. Key thing, though, which, which I thought was interesting, is as at this point right now, the Panthers have played three less games than every team in front of them. Because we do have that one game against Boston that was no, a, yeah. that was uh, postponed that mm-hmm. we rescheduled. Yeah, exactly. So right now we're five games, five points back of that final final spot. Yet we have three less games played than that team does. And in hockey, you can make up ground like that every single There's win. Your points right there. Every single win is worth mm-hmm. two points. Yeah. With with three those three games, you win those three games, or it, you you're, win two games and and go into overtime one. It's five points, and you somehow have a tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. That can get you in the playoffs. So um, we're looking for a big, big um, playoff push from the Panthers. They're going to finish out the rest of the homestand Thursday, Friday, and Sunday as they take on the Devils, Sabres, and Flyers, respectively. Huge game against the Flyers as they are like right there with us for the uh, that wild card push. Flyers have been on fire as of late. They're right behind us, right on our heels. Now it's time to take it slow. Slow. We start. We, we went. We, we we were talking some huge. South Florida sports. But now we're taking it slow with the Dolphins, baby. Dolphins. The Dolphins are on the, the offseason. Dolphins are on the offseason. But they're making some noise. Some noise. Good or bad noise? It's a little bit of both. Okay. Um, we're going to talk this real, 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 real 
quick. Uh, Jonathan Martin, former Dolphins O-lineman, uh, really sad news. And, and honestly, it's sad coming out of California, his home state, where um, you know Jonathan Martin for the bullying incident with Richie Incognito. Supposedly Mike Pouncey was a part of it. I didn't know that. Um, found it out this week after Jonathan Martin posts an Instagram story with a picture of a shotgun on, on his bed with the, with the shotgun shells around it. Um, talking about something about bullying. Um, I don't know if you can look it up, what exactly it said about bullying and, and, and it was uh, like, uh, 10 how the victims don't have much of a choice. And then he, and then he hashtag the Dolphins. No, he tagged them. Hashtag, I think. No, I think he, like at, at, I think it was that. Oh, he, well, he, he, he tagged them. He tagged Incognito. He tagged Mike Pouncey and yeah. two other linemen. Hashtag the Dolphins. It was Pouncey. Oh, and then I got to find it right now. And then hashtagged. Um, his high school, which then led the high school to be shut down for the day, locked on lockdown. Yo, that guy is crazy. He's crazy. He, he, he was bro. arrested and he, he was. was he was put into a mental facility. Yeah, he's well. crazy. So it, it, it's 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 not it's not even uh, it's not even upsetting. It's just sad. It's sad to see someone go through that. Um, because as you know, there's there's things like that everywhere. There's mental illnesses around everywhere, and it's just sad to see that go after what has happened in the past few weeks but uh let's go ahead let's let's switch let's switch what i mean sorry let's slide let's slide slide into some more news uh jarvis landry news as i said last week and i've been saying it for multiple weeks coming up to this point i was all for trading jarvis landry because it's it just, I, I don't see him fitting anymore with what the Dolphins want to do. And it, the stats show it. Yes, Jarvis Landry caught 400 passes for 4,038 yards in four seasons. Hell of a stat line. Hell of a stat line. But the stats show that when Jarvis Landry's on the field, the Dolphins produce, not produce, perform worse. The Dolphins play, not, 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 no, I said that wrong. It's not when Jarvis is on the field. It's when Jarvis is, is high up there with catches and yards. When, when he's your, your primary receiver, the Dolphins aren't performing. Cause I, I think, and I think, you know, Jarvis is our like safety blanket. So when his stat line is big, it's for a reason. It's because we're coming from behind yeah. and we need, we need those little quick slant passes. And that's, and then that's where Landry, and unfortunately, the Dolphins had a lot of those. You know, behind come from behind games, and Landry got those stat lines from that. So if you really think of it like that, in that sense, then yeah, no wonder he's you know what your the 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 stat you said was. I mean, he's correct. still he's still a phenomenal wide receiver, phenomenal athlete, and he brings a fire to a team that I want on the Dolphins. However, I just don't think Jarvis, after everything that's gone on this offseason. Um, I mean, you want to follow him today on Instagram. I did. Let's talk about that. I did. You're McSalty over here. I am. But well, I, I can't take his, I can't take his little like sub, antics. Like subtweets? Take his subtweets. Like it's like, like there's an underlying message to every single one of his posts and I just can't take it anymore. I just don't want to like, just, just trade him. Like I don't want to like deal with it anymore. Well, I mean, they, they technically can't trade him yet. The league year opens up on March 14th. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got to wait and see what happens. I, however, I do see him trading him. Um, he, he was seeking a uh, four year, 50, $58 million deal. That's 14.5 million. I don't think he deserves that. The hard, the hard part about this is, is finding a trade partner willing to trade for him. 
and what are they going to give up? And is, is it going to be worth it? Yeah. Because um, that trade partner either has to pick up the $16.2 million franchise tag or set up a new contract. And are they, are they willing to pay him $14.5 million? And yeah. I think there are some teams that, that would. Um, you can bring up teams like the Ravens, Bears, 49ers, and Panthers. And or, Saints, Saints are looking into them too. You can put the Saints in there. But I think you look at the Ravens and the Bears, the Bears need help on wide receiver. Yeah, they the do. Bears have no wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think any... I would be surprised if if you had fantasy teams this year that had old Bears wide receiver starting. Yeah, you're right. And 49ers, all you have is what? Goodwin. Goodwin and, and you have... Uh, what's this guy's name? Uh, white boy. I don't know. Taylor. I don't know. Can't remember his first name. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's really what you have in, in in San Francisco and the Ravens this year. Boy, did they need help at wide receiver. Who do they have? Wallace? Wallace... Macklin, who didn't really do much. Yeah, Macklin. Wow, Macklin, bro. Macklin was a beast yeah. with the Eagles. Panthers as well. I mean, did uh, what's this guy's name? Well, Benjamin's gone. Benjamin's uh, gone, yeah. What's his um, Funches. Uh, he, okay. he had a couple of games I had him on a fantasy team, and then all of a sudden, like, the end of the season, like... He was okay. He had that one Thursday night game, though, he went off. Yeah, that's really it. I think it was against the Dolphins, too. <laughs> no, Dolphins no. was Sunday night. Yeah. Um... But no, Dolphins Monday night. You're right. So, so there are teams out there. The Browns, the Browns, the Browns who have the or some of the most, the largest cap yeah. in football right now. They could definitely use Jarvis Landry, and I'm sure they'd pay him because guess what? That's a face you put to the franchise. Yo, I'll take one of their old linemen. Hell yeah! Hey, I'll um, give you Landry for your old linemen. I'll even trade Jarvis Landry for Joe yeah. Thomas, bro. Right there, boom. I'll take Joe Thomas any day. Give, give Pounce, you, I'll give you a little bit of cash. Pouncey, wow. move, move over to a guard. Mm-hmm. Um, but they will be meeting this week at the NFL Combine in Indianapolis to talk over with Landry and his agent, and that's where they're, that's where the, they're going to start these trade talks because every single team will be represented in Indianapolis. I'll tell you one person that won't be in Indianapolis. Can you guess who? One person who won't be in Indianapolis for the Combine. And, wow, uh, Baker Mayfield. What do you mean he's going to be at the Combine? Oh, the Combine. One person that won't be at the combine in Indianapolis this week. Keyword there: Indianapolis. Josh McDaniels. Oh, I was like, <laughs> "Come on!" Keyword: Indianapolis. Who won't be in Indianapolis? True. Okay. Josh McDaniels. I get you. I get, offensive coordinator. Yeah, I get. Because, I get you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like I I thought it was I was because I was thinking about like an actual player. I can't wait until the Patriots have to play the Colts in Indianapolis. Yeah, because that man he's not he's not gonna be able to order uh any food anywhere. Oh no, he's gonna need like hey Bill, mm-hmm. go order me some food or something. Yeah, because um, but it, like we said, Indianapolis NFL Combine starts this week, Friday. Running backs, O linemen. Kickers, special teams, Saturday, quarterbacks, wide receivers, tight ends, Sunday, D-linemen and linebackers, and then Monday, those DBs. My dog, oh, Derwin James from DBs. FSU. Um, so that's what the schedule looks He's like. Projected first round? It does start today, though, with the, all the uh, interviews, players arrive, mm-hmm. they get all their sweet swag, um, some workouts do begin, there's that bench press. That started today? Not today. Oh. Like today. Well, like Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. Yeah. I oh. think the interviews start today and stuff like that, which would, which would be interesting. I mean, obviously, we can't. I wish we could be in those interview rooms because I would love to see what Baker Mayfield says. I would love to see what Josh Rosen says. I would love to see what they ask. What do they ask? So I mean, they, they, they've gotten in trouble sometimes for asking some, some personal, personal stuff. Really personal stuff, yeah. which is 
I don't get. No, it. You want to get to know the the players, especially like when you put them in that kind of setting and for other teams. Yeah, but sometimes some questions just just like yeah, I, I get it because you want to throw these players off, catch these players off guard, and throw them off the rhythm because these guys prep for this. Mm-hmm. These guys literally memorize answer after answer to these questions, um, which which is unf- I get, I think it's unfair to some of the to these franchises because they don't get to meet these real players. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, essentially, it's an interview. For a job. No, shit. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> not shit. But uh, as we prepare for the combine, we're not going to do a mock draft because mock drafts mean shit. Bro, you really like shit today. I love shit. Um, but we're going to go ahead as we prepare. We're going to give you guys some guy, some players that we are interested in seeing. Mm-hmm. They're not the top guys. Like LJ wanted to give you Saquon Barkley. Everybody knows Saquon Barkley. And he doesn't pertain to the Dolphins. True, true. So he's not going to be there. But LJ, let's start off. Give me one of your guys. Okay. LSU's Arden Key. Now he's got he's got a pretty like interesting story. That guy, like, basically, the guy's a specimen. He's like 6'5", 200-something pounds. Like, that guy's a beast. Edge rusher, fast, 16 sacks his first season. But then he's got, like, some off-field stuff. He just came back from a shoulder surgery. He literally, I think, for, like... Half a season wasn't playing because of off-field issues, um, so he's definitely got like some, like I just said, off-field issues. So it's like it's one of those things. Like, do you take him? Like, do you take him? Like, knowing that he's maybe not mature enough, but he's an animal, and he's actually he was actually uh, put as one of like the p- biggest potential busts for this year's draft. Yeah, I mean, when when you factor in off off-field issues, that's always a it's it's weird because like if he pans out, you can probably get him late in the first round. Even though a lot of people have him in the first top fifteen, like you can get him late the first round if everybody's kind of on the same page with his off field antics. But and then but he could become a bust. Yeah, I mean, and when we when we want to pertain this to the Dolphins, you never know what the Dolphins can do True. because if Arden Key is the best player available on their list and they've gone through the entire process and and clear whatever his off issues are, whatever it may be, um, they'll take him. As, as we saw with um, Laramie Tunzel back in uh, two years ago when that whole video came out with him with the, uh, the um, marijuana, with the, the mar- gas mask. With the gas mask. Yeah. And hey, best player available at that spot. They took him. And I think that's paid off for him so far. Yeah, but I'd rather have, I'd rather drop the guy that does the gas mask. Of course, like- of course, of course. But if... And the thing is, if, if I don't think Arden Key is going to be the best player available for the Dolphins, mm-hmm. so I'm not really worried about it. But yeah. but you're right. Some some guy, some team may get lucky because some teams are worried about his off field issues that he'll drop. Yeah. So um, one guy that uh, he was hyped up a lot back when uh his uh former partner in crime, who is now the Jacksonville Jaguars running back, was playing with him. He 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 had a phenomenal season on Leonard Fournette's. Last year, um, Darius Juice running back from LSU. I'm excited to see him. Um, they expect him to run in the 4.4 range in the 40, um, and he returns kicks. And they compare. It, we're, we're talking Dolphins. They compare him to Jai. not mm-hmm. as big as Jai, However, a very violent runner and much faster than Jai. So I'm excited to see what, what he can show um, because he did have a great season this last year, um, only missed one game, played through some injuries, so he wasn't fully healthy. That's the only thing that really would worry me about Darius Juice 
And the other thing would be is that he is in some draft boards, depending on how he how well he does in the combine, he may be the second best running back behind Saquon Barkley. So that would either one of two things for the Dolphins, either force him to take him at 11, which I don't think they do, or trade back. And then then you you can try to make it worth it and try to get him later on. Um, but he's right now around the second round range. So depending on, on how good he does in the combine, he could um, get back into the first. But I'm excited to see him because I liked what I saw at LSU. And when you run in the SEC, you know you're running against some of the best off defensive lines in the country, a.k.a. Alabama, a.k.a. Georgia. So I'm excited to see what Darius Juice, Darius Juice brings to the table. And, you know, Dolphins are, if he's the best player available, I don't see why Dolphins don't take him. Yeah. Next on your list. I'm going to go with running back as well. I'm going to go with our Miami's very own Mark Walton. You know, our, his sophomore year was impressive. 1,117 yards, 13 touchdowns. And then we all know about his junior year. Nasty, nasty injury. Put him, sidelined him for the rest of the season, which was a big bummer because, I mean, he could have been a different difference maker in a lot of games. Um, a lot of experts have him going like late second, uh, early third uh, round, but I honestly think this man is going to be a steal. A lot of people are actually comparing him to Drake, to Kenyon Drake, um, which is which is huge. I think I think actually Hill from Kansas City gave like was giving Mark Wallen like a shout out. I think he like tweeted something saying like, "Look, whoever picks this guy up is gonna like get a steal because he's he's basically an animal." So it's gonna be extremely interesting for to see how he how his combine numbers are and where he gets drafted. Because I think I think he's he he can be a, a nice like he's like outside of those top three running backs. He's definitely top top five top seven. Um. I would maybe put him more top 10. Um, I think the only reason why he might drop in the draft is because there are so many good running backs in this draft. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're going to bring in Sony Michelle. You're going to bring in Nick Chubb. Um, you're going to bring in Ronald Jones from USC. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy uh, from Oregon. I can't remember his name right now. Um, but there, there are a lot of good runners in the draft. Um, the one thing I loved about Mark Walton is that when he runs, he runs confident. Mm-hmm. He runs like no one's going to stop him. Um, broke some big runs this year. Um, so I'm excited to see where he goes. And I, the NFL scouts, I, I was reading an article that they were comparing him to James White. And I think if you can get, mm. a, if you can James get, White, if right? you can get James White, what do you mean? I think James White has done paid off tremendously for the Patriots. If you can get a James White, like back, it doesn't fit the dolphins, but if you can get a James White, like back yeah. in the fourth, maybe fifth round, even true. And, and, and don't forget Mark Wallen's actually a good uh, pass catcher. That, yeah. that's, that, that, that's why. That's why, yeah. that's why mm-hmm. I think the comparison fits. They're both Miami boys, Yeah. first of all. I play, fun fact, no, no, I, you, played, I played backyard football with you, James White one time. Okay. I did. He went to Indian Ridge. Okay. That's good for you. Um, I'm sure he tore your ass off. Oh, up. my God. The guy had, but we were in like seventh grade. The guy had, I swear, softballs as biceps. <laughs> I'm like, bro, I don't even have, I don't even have, I don't even have arms. And this guy's got softballs. I have like twigs. This guy has softballs. Before I get to my next player, Jesus. one guy that, that came off the top of my head that I, I am excited to see also is uh, Mark Walton's teammate, Braxton Berrios. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see um, how he does in the draft. He is undersized. However, you've seen multiple, multiple wide receivers that are undersized become big play 
big playmakers in the NFL. They are comparing him to the likes of Danny Amendola as well. Ooh. So, um, and they're saying he, he'll go in the sixth, seventh round. Um, Could be a steal if you can get a Danny Amendola in the sixth, seventh round to add to your to your squad on a rookie contract. It's big. Yeah. Um. So I'm excited to see Braxton Berrios. Um. The the one of the guys I'm I've I've been watching watching a lot of and that I'm ex- really excited to see. I, I've been talking to him since I saw him play the Hurricanes. That's Kurt Benkert. Um, Kurt Benkert is the quarterback, former quarterback of the Virginia Cavaliers. Virginia played a tough game against Miami when they came mm-hmm. down here. And Benkert has had a huge game, huge game that day. Six four quarterback, big stature, three uh, over three thousand yards passing, twenty five touchdown, nine picks, decent size. Um, he has a great arm, I think, and, and, and that's one thing I saw with that Hurricanes game. He took control of the game. He can fling it downfield with a flick of the wrist. Reminds me a little bit of, of Michael Vick, the flick of the wrist. Flick of the wrist, flick of the flick of the wrist. I don't know how that song goes. I think that's, I think that's how it goes. Um, <laughs> but, the fuck of the wrist. There you go. Um, and at times, really confident. And it, he was hurt by his team, his wide receivers not being able to catch the ball. But I like Kurt Benkert. Um, he's a a player you have to build. He's a guy you get in the sixth, seventh round, maybe fifth b- between five and seven round. That's when you get Kurt Benkert. Um, but it gives you someone. If, if you truly believe in Ryan Tannehill, then this is someone I think the Dolphins should go ahead and target in the late rounds. Try, really? to, try to build. Okay. I, I think he gives you more promise than Brandon Dowdy gave you promise when you drafted Brandon Dowdy out of Western Kentucky. And please do not draft Mike White out of Western Kentucky. Local boy. He played baseball in the same park I played baseball. Wow. Please don't draft Mike White out of Western Kentucky. Why don't you like him? I just don't like him. I like for me, it's just it's just my personal opinion. When a quarterback loses his job and has to transfer out, I mean, he he, he was at USF, lost his job to can't think of his name right now, um, and went to Western Kentucky. I, I just you know, funny thing is actually Kurt Benkert lost his job somewhere else, but then ah, weird story, weird story, weird weird uh. Oh, shoot, what's a uh, series of events? Right, yeah. Uh, so, but I, I just don't like Mike White. That's just my opinion. Um, but I do like Kurt Benkert, Virginia quarterback. Watch out for him. LJ, your next guy. My next guy, and you kind of mentioned a comparison, which kind of is a comparison in my sense. Is you guys are probably all gonna be like, oh wow, well wow, he should go first round. No, Lamar Jackson. Okay, former Heisman winner Lamar Jackson. Right. What school do you play at? Louisville, bro. Adam, bro. Come on, bro. I what? know we had that thing with uh, the basketball. What's with uh, uh, Mitchell? What's Louisville's uh, mascot? The Cardinal. Adam, boy. What the heck? Okay. What state is Louisville in? Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> 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 All right, go ahead. Go. Yeah. Uh, so actually, his stat line was very similar to his 2006 because he won the Heisman in 2016, correct? Yes. So his stat line this year was a was very similar to um his 20, uh, 2016. Um, you know, three less touchdowns with uh, 27 touchdowns and one more pick. Um, but he is being considered as a Michael Vick-esque player. However, he's also being considered as a small player, like in the sense of his his height. He's only 6'3". Um, he is only 211 pounds. Um, and that's like on a good day. That's like if he ate like like a couple meals because he's might not even be hitting 200. Um, 
his stature in in the NFL is kind of like they think that he's just not doesn't have the NFL stature. However, he is one of those players that you would need to give him a lot of snaps for him to produce something. So it's, you know, a, a team that is willing to run something like the Wildcat and stuff. But then he 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 did have a great season with Louisville. I wouldn't say Louisville's record didn't reflect it. He did have mm. a great season with Louisville as far as staying in the pocket and having to to be patient and throw the passes. So there's a lot of improvement this year. And and little by little, I have bought into Lamar Jackson. He's he's a very smart. He's a very f- like smart football IQ he, he, player. He is that that I will mm. give you. And his situational awareness is some of the best. Mm-hmm. And I think if we're focusing on Dolphins, that's what hurts the Dolphins a lot at the quarterback position. The situational awareness yeah. when you have when you talk with Jay Cutler. Obviously, yeah. that's there. Ryan Tannehill, un, uh, before last his last full year with first year of Adam Gase, his situational his, his situational awareness was Chet. Yeah, because granted, his O line didn't help him out, but I think with Lamar Jackson, that's what you get. And don't get me wrong, if Lamar Jackson is there in the second round, I wouldn't be, uh, I wouldn't be upset if the Dolphins take him. I don't, I don't, I don't think he I, he may not be. There I don't in the think he'll be round, second round. But if he's there in the second round. I think Lamar Jackson is a player that you, I mean, obviously you draft him and he sits behind the first string quarterback for maybe like a season and a half, maybe even two seasons before you actually start using him. Yeah. And and I think like in in a Dolphins situation, I would say like a Dolphins situation, a Bengals situation that you don't know where your QB, your QB hasn't really gotten you anywhere so far and you don't know what the future holds. I think teams like with the, the our similar situations are a good fit for him. I think I think one team to watch out for is the Patriots. Yeah, with, oh, with, that's that's bold. With Tom Brady's time winding down, that's bold. But but Lamar Jackson to be that's very uh, not. I mean I mean how, I mean how much longer is Bill Belichick going to be there? As well, you know I know. Bill, I think I think Belichick leads with Brady exactly. So I think Lamar Jackson would be a great fit in in there, especially with Josh McDaniels, which mm. I think Josh McDaniels is a great offensive coordinator. So we'll definitely um, see about Lamar Jackson. Same conference. Played in the Nas- oh no, the, no, national championships last national champions last year. Beat the Hurricanes in the ACC championship. Clemson Tigers. Deion Kane, wide receiver. If we're getting rid of Jarvis Landry, especially the Dolphins, I like looking at Deion Kane round two, round three comparisons to Roddy White. I love Roddy White. I love Roddy White playing. I love Roddy White too. For the Falcons. Mm-hmm. So if you can get a caliber receiver like that, 6'1", 210, moves well. What I like about him the most is he's very quick from, first of all, he lets himself catch the ball before he does anything else. Wide receivers nowadays, Devontae Parker, like to think about running before they actually have the ball in their hands. Yeah. I guess you, he can be more of a security blanket kind of guy, but when he catches the ball, it automatically gets tucked in. So he's he's safe with the ball, talented after the catch. I've, I, I saw a few plays in my in the Hurricanes game as well where he delivered some real nice stiff arms. So I liked strong about guy. him. I liked about him. Strong guy, and and which I love. I love this with the running back. I love this with the wide receiver. Really good blocker as well. And as you know, the Dolphins wide receivers can't block. Oh yeah, because it's either Jarvis Landry getting a hold on somebody, or 
Devontae Parker's just standing there not doing anything. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for Deion Kane. Before we end this segment off, one plug. Shaquem Griffin, linebacker for the Central Florida Knights, Golden Knights, Knights, whatever they call themselves. I'm I'm very interested to see how his combine is. I am is. so excited to see him. Wait, when do when do linebackers go? Linebackers go on Sunday. Ooh. I am so excited to see Shaquem Griffin. Um, projected to go fifth and sixth round. Uh, people still have question about him not having his left hand. Um, it, it it was told beforehand that the old coaching staff of UCF only recruited him to get his brother, who is now cornerback for the Seahawks. The new coaching staff with Scott Frost put him in there, and I think Grant. I'm not taking anything away from him from playing without without with only one hand, but to do that, your football IQ has to be there. You have to have a football IQ, and so I'm excited to see him shut a bunch of people up this weekend. I'm excited to see where he goes in the draft, and whoever takes him in the draft, I will automatically become a fan of their team. Call me a fake fan. I don't care. I will become a fan of their team. You're you're a fan of him. Because I want to see him succeed. So that's one last guy I'm excited to see um, in the NFL Combine. Any guys that you guys have questions about or any guys that you maybe we might have missed that we should be looking at, let us know. You can can let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at NewMiamiPod. If you guys aren't watching the NFL Combine this weekend, maybe you're out on the water fishing, grabbing yourself some mahi-mahi, or... You're out in the woods shooting yourself some deer, some bird, some duck. Duck. Is it duck season? I don't know. Yeah. How am I supposed to know? Maybe you're out on the Everglades yeah. riding, what are those boats called? Air. The airboats? Airboats. Yeah. Airboats? Yeah. yeah. We'll go with that. If you're out there, make sure you're looking good. Me and LJ, we are both firm believers in saying, look good, feel good. And if oh, you're yeah. looking for a way to feel better, whether it's on the water or in the woods, look no further than this South Florida-based company, Foul Play Outfitters. Head over to their Instagram today at foul underscore play underscore outfitters. That's foul as an F-O-W-L to place your hunting and fishing apparel order today. Join me and LJ in living the foul life. So let's go ahead. We're going to end the show today off. Quick segment of what's trending. I've got my Twitter open Ooh. to the uh, moments tab with the sports tab. Dang. Let's go ahead. Let's see what's what's trending here. Um Dwayne Wade hits game winner while honoring Parkland student. That was awesome. That was we didn't even talk about that. We're talking about it right now. Boom. Uh, jo- Joaquin, Joaquin Oliver, um, one of the one of the victims of the shooting up in Douglas High School. We, we first off we want to say you know our condolences. You know this is obviously Douglas. We've actually yeah, we, played we, played lacrosse at that school. Yeah, we said um, we, we said it last week. I think did we say it last yeah. week? Well, again, our condolences to. To uh, the victims 100%. and the families. Um, Absolutely. But cool story. Go ahead. Um, Joaquin Oliver, parents made a statement that they buried their son in a Dwayne Wade jersey. Um, Wade was emotional about that. Played with Oliver's name on his shoe tonight. And as we discussed earlier, great game by Wade. Yeah. I think that shot was definitely for it. Like, that shot was definitely for him. Oliver, hundred uh, percent. Like it just made that shot even that much better. One of the reasons why you have to love sports. There you go. Exactly. One of the you reasons. You said it. You said it. One of the reasons why you may not love sports. This whole NCAA, FBI ordeal going on with college basketball. It's it's sad because I, I am a, a a proponent for 
finding a way to to allow these players to either make money on the side of what they're doing, like use your likeness, use your likeness to to make some money. Yeah. So if someone wants to pay you a thousand dollars for an hour to sign your name on gear, why can't they do that? While well, the NCAA makes so much money off mm-hmm. of these players, the reason I bring that up next on the uh, what's trending. Sharif O'Neal, son of Sha- Shaquille O'Neal, has committed now to UCLA. He was committed before to Arizona. Sean Miller, the coach of Arizona, was caught on a wiretap ex- talking with an agent about getting $100,000 to one player, DeAndre Aiden, who's currently on the team now, but while they were recruiting him. So Sharif O'Neal has um, decommitted from Arizona, not committed to UCLA. Dang. I, it's, 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 it's crazy to see... Um, what's going on right now in college basketball. And I think the the NBA has to do something about it because only the NBA can change that whole one-and-done rule, which is crazy to me. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you, you got to figure something out. LeBron, LeBron brought up a good point. I want to get your take on it. What about having, like, some sort of developmental league for high school players? Like, yeah. the, like, the, like, min- like the minors. Like the minors. Soccer does it. Soccer does it. Soccer has developmental leagues from, from middle school. No, I agree. L- listen, it's how and people might say it's unfair that like oh, you know, like you know these these basketball players like are these football players or whatever that these college athletes um get paid for just showing their face and this and that. But like at the same time, like they go to school and they play they play whatever their respective sport. Where are they gonna find time to make any money? How are how do you expect these kids? To eat, how do you like? Like, I'm not, and I'm oh, not. Oh no, 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 no! They, they. Yeah, they get fed by the whatever, but like, they get fed. They get fed good. Yeah, but but like, how do you expect these kids to buy? Like, or like, yeah, obviously I, they get. Like, I agree. Like whatever they want, like do whatever I'm they want. You. Like I'm with you. They, they they just don't have time like we, any other college to to make money. We had this argument on of what want to say like 20 episodes ago with the UCF kicker. Yo, oh, yeah, UCF kicker that, that YouTube because of his YouTube channel and he got. He he got he was getting sponsors on there and he was getting paid for that yeah. and the NCA ruled him ineligible because he was getting paid exactly. by his likeness exactly so so like now he's not even getting paid by UCF he's getting paid for doing something yeah he's using I guess his name he was, he was using the UCF facilities but he he can go elsewhere I mean I mean so so basically his likeness can make you money but he can't but, make himself money. exactly. Like how messed up is that? Which is sad. Um, one guy that uh is going to be having to spend some money. It's John Jones. John Jones today had a hearing with the mm-hmm. California State Athletic Commission, where he was fined two hundred and five thousand dollars and had his fighting license revoked by the uh, California State Athletic Commission. He can't fight in California anymore. That guy just got like due to his doping. Um, he, his whole doping incident is sad, man. Like I'm not even upset. I was upset when it first came out. I'm not, I'm just I'm just sad now because he might be the greatest fighter of all time. Listen, he needs to get a tattoo on his forehead that just says "doper," because that man he's been tainted as a doper oh, forever. Hundred percent, and it just it just keeps coming back it, and back. Granted, and back and back. I mean, there there were talks earlier that if he got reinstated, um, or he or if. Um, depends what USADA, which is the USA USA doping agency or drug administration, mm-hmm. comes back with on whatever his punishments are. Brock Lesnar, John Jones, tell me you won't watch that fight. 
I would watch that fight. Like that would be a really interesting fight, actually. It, it would. And and Brock Lesnar was with, with Dana White meeting la, la, this last mm-hmm. weekend. So it's 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 just sad because people will still watch the fight. However, no matter what happens on his next fight, if, if it ever happens, there's always going to be that lingering in the background. There's always mm-hmm. going to be that asterisk that he might have been the greatest fighter of all time. I wouldn't say the greatest champion because he could never hold a damn belt. Sticking in the fighting game, last on our What's Trending, Ronda Rousey finally signs her contract with the WWE. Smart woman. Setting up for WrestleMania. Is this going to make you watch WrestleMania or are you just going to wait for highlights? If it comes on ESPN, I'll watch it. I was never, I've never been into that kind of stuff. I, I, I honestly used to be. Um... Then you find out it's all fake, and then you... I feel like I knew it was fake forever. But I actually think I might tune into this just to see Ronda Rousey, how good are her acting skills. Because she has gotten better as an actress. I saw that from her first introduction. From movie to movie. She's in a movie? What do you mean? Oh, she is. She was in Expendable. She was in Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious, really? Yeah, she was in the fight scene with Michelle Rodriguez. What? When they were in that tower in like Dubai. Wait. She was the security, the bodyguard that fought Michelle Rodriguez in... Oh, my God. Wow. Come on, dude. That's a, but that was like... I, you know, I haven't seen the last one? It's great. The I last love, one? But the last one was in Dubai. It was the one before that. I love Fast and Furious. Yeah, me too. No, the last one was in Cuba. started in Cuba. What? I haven't seen that one? You're missing it's, out. It's... What's it called? Faster and Furious? Or? I don't know. I don't remember what it's called. I just know Furious it. Furious and Fast? I just know it was awesome. You want me to tell you what it's about? No? It's not about racing. No, like, listen. What was it? Everyone says the the the, the Miami one was the worst one, but that was the best one. I bro. thought it was a great one. Paul that Walker, was uh, Ludacris. That was, it was actually Tyrese. about racing. It was it was great. It was actually about racing. I love that one. I love the entire series except uh, for Tokyo least, Drift. My least favorite is Tokyo Drift. Yeah. Beat me to it. Um, one last thing I just saw before we get before we get going on today's episode, episode forty two of the New Money Podcast. Russell Wilson. Looking good. Dude, that dude is dropping bombs. Yeah, I heard he's he's actually playing well. You see the videos? No, he was at batting practice. Yeah, dropping some dingers. No, I, some I heard bombies, bro. Can you imagine? Holy, hey, shit. that's what that's what sports needs. Sports needs somebody that like can like will like we need let a, him we play need baseball two, and football. We need, we need yeah. two sport athlete. Little Deion another, Sanders, Bo Jackson, little Bo Jackson. Maybe you could maybe throw Michael Jordan in there, I guess. Kind of. Listen, the way Russell Westbrook was stroking that that bat yesterday, he he could do better than Michael Jordan to actually make it to the majors. Yeah. Hey, honestly, that would like that would make me so much more of a Ru- Russell Wilson fan. I mean, I like I love Russell. Yeah. He's a cool like guy. Like you see, he's like, chill. But like being a two player sport, damn, that's pretty dope. Who, that is pretty impressive. Who makes it to the majors first, Tim Tebow or Russell Wilson? <laughs> Ooh, honestly, to be honest with you, I think Tim Tebow. I think he does too, just just to get just to sell tickets. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, man. Hey, the Mets. Do you see Cespedes is a freaking bomb? Cespedes has been dropping <laughs> dingers too. Um, don't sleep on the Mets, man. But don't again, like we said in the beginning, spring training means shit. That's gonna do it for episode Cuarentidos forty two of the New Money Podcast. Keep in mind, guys, you can listen to us each and every single Tuesday, no Wednesday. Yep, Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, SoundCloud, Overcast, Google Play. You can listen to the Foodies podcast, WTF, Where's the Food, on Tuesdays. Love it. Love it. Give him a follow 
at T-H-E-F-O-O-D-E. The reason I say that is because we are both part of the Vibe Media Podcast Network, guys. I hope you enjoyed episode 42. Remember, go shoot us a like, go shoot us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Pod. If you want to go ahead and follow myself on Instagram, hey, more power to you. I love you a little bit more. At Alan M. Duarte. If you want to be part of the hashtag fake fan army, you can follow LJ at. And I post better pictures, so at LJ underscore Delahara. You post better pictures about yourself. It's not about it's not about me. It's about the people. I want people to enjoy my pictures. Yeah, it's Instagram. I don't do it. I don't do it to make the Instagram page pretty. I do it for the content. I do have a lot of that. And here at the podcast, we are about the content. Content. And I hope we produce some great content today, and I hope we can produce some great content next week. So until then, hope you guys have a great week, an even better weekend, and we'll see you next week. See you next week, guys.